Good morning, everyone. We are very happy to be with you today, together with my co-host, Zipi, Zipi Kuria. My name is Anthony Kuria, and we are employed at Auram Consultants Limited. Today, we have Mr. Kevin Kanyotu Kamau, who is our guest. And the topic of our discussion today, we want to discuss about marketing. Hi, Kevin. How have you been? I've been fine, Tony. How have you been? It's uh, good to see you again. Good to see you, Zippy. Yeah, we are keeping well uh, in this COVID uh, era or season. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Keeping well is the is the new norm. Today we are going to discuss about marketing your business in the new norm. And Kevin, as you know, uh, we you know we we talked about I think it was two weeks ago, a week or two weeks ago. You know, we were discussing with you about this era that we are living in and we were talking about the fact that we do not know when it will end and it looks like it's going to be the new norm. Um, has your view changed or have you had anything that is new that would make us think that uh, somewhere there is a switch that will be put off and uh, we will go back to where we were? Thanks, Tony. Um, yes, so, so in terms of uh, let me just begin by saying that I would like to mentioned that I'm, I'm, I'm a marketer, yes, I'm a marketer and that's my profession. But uh, I think that comes uh, secondary because right now we are working from home. So I'll start by saying, yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a married man. I have three children married to one wife. And um, and, and uh, we are working from home. We're homeschooling from home. So we are going through the motions like any other parent. And for those who are watching, maybe they are also single. Uh, I believe that they've also been subjected to working at home. If they're going to the office, it's uh, the hours have been minimized. Um, the number of hours that you are allowed to be outside has been minimized. So definitely there's a new environment that we are all working in, whether we like it or not. And uh, the authority that we are all subjected to, the government of Kenya, has placed a cap. <laughs> so at nine o'clock, you have to be in your home. You're not free to move about or take a jog outside there so i can say that uh, for now <clears throat> all we can say is that we are just moving through a temporary phase but uh, i think some things have adjusted for the long haul and one of them is even how we do business how we are able to say that you know i'm going to the office to work now we're saying that we're actually working from where we are uh, the other day I was having a, a, a discussion with my staff and we were asking each other, even when this so-called COVID um, season ends, will we go back to the office? Mm. Uh, of course, they've really enjoyed uh, working from home because there's reduction of uh, food. Of course, you know, when you're going out there, you buy food. Yeah? Uh, reduction of transport. Uh, uh, you know, uh, personally, my fuel... Uh, uh, expenses have gone so so much down. I don't know whether it's about uh, it's true about you, Tony and Zippy. Yeah, that's true. So I that's know true. I'm less. I use less fuel, uh, so there's more money, uh, yeah. uh, disposable income. But the truth of the matter is that the economy is also getting a hit, mm. and uh, there might not be enough money circulating mm. in the economy. Um, disposable income for some people has reduced because maybe where you work. You've been told you have to take a cut. Uh, you have to take a salary cut. In my business, also, we realize 
finances are also shrinking. Uh, from our clients spending from the clients, uh, you know, marketing and advertising business has reduced. So uh, it asks, uh, begs for the question: Are we living according to the, the means that we are able to afford? So just answering you, Tony, I think uh, we are affected, and we might be there for the long haul. Uh, and if they find a vaccine for COVID tomorrow, um, but not switch immediately to a vibrant economy, it might take. The, the, the motion of time and maybe one year, one and a half years or two years is when I see probably normalcy the way we know it coming in. Awesome, awesome. That's a very uh, accurate description of where most of us are uh, operating from. I don't know, what's, what's your... I think uh, just echoing what uh, Kevin has said, um, the economy is actually uh, taking a hit from this COVID situation and some of us of course are having to get used to working from home uh, but again to just go back to the discussion for today you know we want to understand then how do we as businesses start uh, getting back to doing business because we took a hit and things have gone crazy for some of us but again have to survive we have to move on with life so how do we move on? how do we pick up the pieces and especially smes uh without uh, probably the necessary budgets how do we pick the pieces and move on uh, sure which actually now brings the question today uh, uh, kevin today we are discussing about marketing your business in this new normal with all these um uh, the scenario that we are in you know constricted space in terms of movement and uh you know shrunken um shrunken revenues and all that so the, the first question that for any viewer who is watching us they would want to know how do i market my business but now before even you know how to market your business you as a marketing professional how do you describe what is marketing really if we hmm. start from there that's a very good question um and i i believe we are tackling a question which we are all conversant or one way on another we actually practice marketing, but you do not know. So one of the ways that I describe marketing, and I look back when uh, in the 18th century, 17th century, like even in uh, Kenya, uh, a lot of people used to exchange goods um, based on when, how they have it, the quantities they have, and they look for those people who um, need that particular product. So when you look like a, when you look at uh, for instance uh, in Mombasa when the early traders used to uh, to come to the port, you find that people from all over this region used to go to the coast, and that became the place where you traded. You traded either you know, the beans or gold or spices or, or or perfume or you know precious metals, and I find that that was the best definition of marketing, whereby you go to a place where you can make the product available to fulfill the need yes. of that particular customer, that person who's there. And, um, you know, right now, uh, when you look at how far we've come in terms of defining marketing, I think there were three ingredients that were very necessary at that time. Yes. Yeah? There was the place, yeah, we yes. go to the box, which was a place, yes. which was, in our common language, you call that positioning. Uh -huh. Okay? 
And then there were people. Because you can't just have goods there and there's no negotiation, there's no talking, there's no saying, oh, this product is good, uh, this plant has come from the best uh, region in Kenya, best soil. And then now there's the product itself. So those three ingredients form the basis of what um, 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 marketing is. So the play marketplace, yes, yeah, the people are soccer, yes. and then the people, yes, um, and those people have needs. They're exchanging value, and then yes. the product, the product that you feel will satisfy them. Now, what we've been able to transform over time, especially when you when you look at now the uh, pre pre uh, tech, uh, industrial age. Then the industrial age came in, and now now we're in the information or technology age. So in the in the in the industrial age, you know, it now said, okay, um, now we need to add actually add another P. We call them the four P's. You know, yes. price this product. Yes. What do you feel like you're really valuable in terms of selling? It could be a a, a pen like this that mm. is the product that you're selling, or it could be you're selling a consultancy service. Maybe you're an accountant or you're holding a service like that. So you need to price that value. And then now you move to the person who's benefiting yes. uh, from that service. And then um, you define uh, basically the product and then you provide it in a certain place. So now we call that uh, for any marketer or any any person who's learning marketing, those are the basic, uh, we call them the four P's of marketing. Mm. And now because of the complexity and now the world becoming a global village. We call it a global village because of technology advancements. We are able to call the internet came in and it grew into a technology stage. Uh, it became more complex yes. and they became more relevant and they also started narrowing focus. So you have so many businesses that are catering for different specific needs around the market. So you have businesses that cater for other businesses needs. Mm-hmm. So we are going, calling that business to business market. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then that's B to B. Then you hear of B to C. Yeah, yes. a business that actually takes care of the consumer needs. So if I'm a bakery and I'm producing bread, I'm yes. selling first of all to a distributor who will help me uh, take that product yes. to a place where I may not necessarily be fo- uh, focusing on. Yes. or an area which they have a strength in and then sure. that distributor will sell my product mm-hmm. and they get a, a, a small cut or a commission or a small fraction of my profit mm-hmm. uh to enable that customer mm-hmm. get that so now marketing has become very diverse so it's not only the 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 product yes. it's the process of creating that product that now matters that now comes into this whole definition of marketing. It is also now what we are saying, what's the purpose of your product, of your business? Why do you exist? Why do you do what you do? Mm. Whereas that has grown so immensely nowadays, in the past you'll find that uh, that question was not very difficult to answer because if, if, if you're in Mombasa, for instance, and a trader comes from uh, India, and the trader has uh, spices that are no cannot be found yes. in all of East Africa. Yes. And you treasure that spice, you used it in your pilau biryani, and it was really appropriate. Eh? Yes. Um, they, they, there is no process of, of him basically making it available. It's either he has it or not. 
But now, because of a market that is so vibrant and and so global and fits in within this earth of ours, there are so many people who are probably doing the same thing that you're doing. There are so many people who probably, uh, for for myself, who would be saying that they provide marketing services. Mm -hmm. But what sets me apart from them is why I do what I do and the process at which I provide that service. And also the area in which I'm focusing, the place which I'm calling that market position. So if there are several marketers like myself, I'll use Mombasa for example, in Mombasa, and there are very few in Lodwa, perhaps Mm -hmm. it's a gap for me to go to Lodwa and also now get the first mover advantage. Be the first person who will be regarded as a marketer who's actually taking our business for all these small businesses yes. at the forefront to make sure that our customers understand what we offer. So that's what I would, in a nutshell, just uh, say what marketing is. Wow, wow, wow. That is very, that's a very good um, you know, explanation, definition of marketing. I hope our viewers have learned something. Uh, it's, uh, and we welcome your live comments. Please send your comments. Uh, your question and comments to us would love to answer them would love to know more about what you what you're interested in now the next question which i and any other person watching this would want to know is how why should an sme uh, any business an sme a micro enterprise an ngo whichever whatever whoever is operating for profit why would an sme bother with marketing Yes. Why would anyone engage in marketing? That's a very interesting question. Um, you see, when when marketing, for me, they have come to understand it. Yes. Uh, with big companies, they always created departments for marketing. Mm-hmm. And you find that the when you start as an SME, and one day you're dreaming to be as big as that company that you look for, let's say like Safaricom, yes. you realize that you as a as an entrepreneur, as the owner of that business, you start by first uh, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start telling your family and friends, hey guys, I am moving into business, I'm starting a business. That already has started the marketing journey because mm-hmm. you're already communicating that I have seen a need mm-hmm. somewhere uh, in the environment I, I operate in. I've seen a need in this um uh, location that operating, I've seen a need with, uh, with the, the businesses that people have, and I am able to use my expertise and skills and yes. create a solution for them. Yes. So when you start communicating that I am moving into business or starting a business, you've already started uh, the marketing journey. Mm-hmm. And that's why for all of us, we always say that marketing is not really a department. It's a function of the business. Mm -hmm. Because when you go and uh, register that business uh, in uh, the Sharia house, or where is it? When you go to to Sharia house, that's that's a step that you take when you want to start your business. Mm -hmm. The next step that you probably will do is get a lawyer so that they can draft your memorandum, your constitution and all that, shareholders agreement, that kind of a thing. And then uh, the other thing that you do is they say, okay, maybe I need an office. Mm-hmm. I need in a place where people can come to me. Or probably if I've made my home the office, 
then I probably need to start having a, a website, for instance, so that yes. people can find me in an in a virtual place, yes. and then they can be able to see my services. So, mm-hmm. so uh, marketing is is basically saying that I'm positioning my business in an area or in a in a in a place where I see that there is need. Yes. And I'm able to meet that person's need, whether it's a business or an individual or like you and me, who is consuming the product. I'm able to satisfy their their need, yes. but you realize that you have to communicate very clearly yes. what you're offering, because uh-huh. in a marketplace, when you go, I'll take you back to that market when uh, we go to Marigiti or you go to your favorite market uh, place, Zippy, when you're going to buy groceries. Yes. You walk and there are all sorts of people calling you. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Kumba, for those who have uh, gone there, you get confused because they were saying, hey, 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 yeah, go here 50 bob, go here 25 bob. So <laughs> you're, there's so much noise and you don't know who to listen to. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. here for the customer. The customer's ear will probably narrow down to the person who resonates with them. So I hear Ongo oh, 25 bob. I'm like, oh, I'm looking for Ongo of 25 bob. I've mm-hmm. chosen what to listen to, 50 shillings, yes. 100 shillings, 25 bob. Hey, that one caught my attention. So I'll mm-hmm. turn my, my direction and I'll move to that trader who has raised their voice. So in the modern marketplace, it's the same thing. Yes. You offer insurance as a as a consultancy and as also I think also risk as well, but there are tons and tons and tons of insurance agents yes. out there. Yes. Uh, leave alone, let alone the, the insurance companies yes. and the brokers uh, who have also been employed and uh, who are also partnered with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to position yourself in the in the face of your consumer, where they are able to say, "Hmm, there's something different I've seen with yes. Tony." That logo or that yeah. color that is used in his mm. car is different. Mm. Or I saw a vehicle, uh, mm. Brandon Aura. That's yeah. a very interesting name. And I saw a small writing there, insurance services. Yes. What makes Aura different? Uh-huh. And what makes Aura different from Britain or Jubilee or Trustmark brokers or any other yes. broker is that that customer sees that there's something I like about the way he's presented himself. Uh-huh. Either he came to visit me, and then the way he spoke to me, mm-hmm. uh, I, I resonated so much yes. with how he understood my needs. Uh-huh. Whereas three other insurance agents who came to him yes. were like, you're just selling the same thing. But yes. there's something different in Tony. He's selling the same thing, yes. but his approach, his yes. presentation, his yes. smile, yes. Uh, the way he understood me yes. was different from the other three people who came before him. So that is marketing. You are trying to say that I am positioning my business mm. in this marketplace where there is so much noise. Yes. Everyone is saying I'm, I'm selling insurance. Yes. But what you are trying to do is say, hey, I am selling insurance. I may not be as noisy as the bigger boys, yes. but I understand who you are. And I understand your value. So marketing is actually understanding the need. Wow. And also fulfilling the need. Not for you. Mm-hmm. Fulfilling the need of your customer. So that when you have a dream of where this company needs to go to, this company yes. called Oram Consultants will one day be big. 
um, mm-hmm. speaking of faith. And yes. you you have the vision of where you need to go to. You can yes. only fulfill the need mm-hmm. of your customers first. Yes. yes. So that you can be able to harness the dream that you have received. Wow, wow, wow. That is very powerful, Kevin. We've really learned some very powerful lessons. For those who are watching today, Kevin runs a company called Tanuri Agency. It's a marketing agency. So if you need to know more about how to market your business, how to position yourself, how to brand yourself, this is the man to go and talk to. For us at Aurum Consultants, indeed, we have learned a few things as we do our HR and uh, risk advisory, that positioning ourselves, you who is watching, where you position yourself, how you position yourself, how you sell yourself, how you produce your logo, how you resonate with the clients is what will make you grow. I don't know. Uh, do you have a question for Kevin? Uh, Kevin, thank you for those insights. I think it's uh, very critical to understand how we need to position ourselves. And I like the examples you're giving. Uh, you know, the way we go to the market and everyone is calling you. And I mean, that is marketing uh, in a way. And most of us, when we hear about marketing, uh, we think budget and we think yes. it's expensive. As yes. an SME, I cannot afford. So even when I'm doing my budgets and I'm planning, marketing is not among the top things that I would prioritize. Uh, so Kevin, from your experience or from an, uh, an understanding point of view for SMEs, uh, what are the best ways uh, SMEs can use to market their products uh, that are not probably as expensive? Because if we look at the big companies, the likes of uh, Safaricom, Coca-Cola, they have the money to throw out there and market. But for me, who has a small business, I still want to put my product out there. So how do I put my product out there with a limited budget? Uh, sorry, I think I, I have been um, trying to listen. Um, there was a place I lost you because of the network. Okay. Please repeat the question again. So basically, I'm trying to find out how how can I, as an SME, um, use my limited budget to put my product out there? What are some of the ways I can use to market? Did you get the question? It looks like I think, uh, I think we have a problem there. Uh, probably we are not connecting with Kevin. Uh, okay. but the, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. If, I, if I'm not wrong, I heard you asking about you have a limited budget. Yes. You're starting up a business. How do you market yourself? Is that the question? Yes. 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 How can I market on a limited budget if I'm not the equivalent of Safaricom or Coca Cola? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's a very good question, and uh, it's a very valid, especially when you're starting a business. It's always a struggle when you are starting a business and you're wondering, I have such a limited budget. I've spent my budget paying rent for my new office. I've spent my budget maybe making a card or paying the lawyer to uh, set up the company for me. I've probably spent a lot of my money getting my first uh, employee. Um, or, or even buying my first table, furniture, or computer. Yeah. So, so when you're starting up, there are all these needs that are there. And one of the things that you need, we need to understand is, first of all, why am I starting uh, this business? Why am I in this business? 
once we answer the question why then it becomes very easy to justify the path or the budget that you're going to come up with so it's very easy to answer what you do and who you are i mean it's very easy for me to answer yes uh, my name is kevin that's who i am uh you know you're married with three children i come from uh, kajiado county it's very easy to answer that question and what, what do i do i'm a, I'm a marketer I, i'm a trained uh you know a bachelor of commerce marketer you majored in marketing uh with an edge in media and advertising um that, that's that's a it's very easy to answer what you do but not really many people can answer the question why do you do what you do and that is the question that um kind of gives you the roadmap of understanding what marketing is mm-hmm. so when you don't know why you do what you do it becomes very difficult to articulate that to the person you're speaking to who should understand what value you're adding to their business mm-hmm. so we must always uh, first of all come up with with that manifesto or philosophy or in your business plan have that very easy paragraph we call it an elevator pitch mm-hmm. i enter an elevator uh tony and zippy and i find you there mm-hmm. they're like oh kevin hey how are you uh i've heard about you i saw you in the in in the, in the, um, a certain uh television program or whatever it is uh tell us who you are between the fourth floor and the seventh floor of that building yes i should be able to give you at least a picture of what i do Uh-huh. So we must first own our vision and then articulate it in the form of a paragraph. Mm-hmm. And it's a paragraph that you're able to memorize or, or you're able to um, recall easily. So that whoever you meet who you feel is relevant in terms of them knowing what you offer, yes. that becomes your least investment. Uh-huh. So we always so caught up with, I need a business card. Mm-hmm. I need a website. I need mm-hmm. that. Remember I'll take you back to the essence of how marketing began. People were talking yes. as much in the era of smoke signals. People yes. found people and yes. then you. Uh-huh. So the easiest thing for someone who's starting up, find people. Mm-hmm. Find the person who you feel will be able to uh consume your service. Mm-hmm. There are some businesses which you're saying now I have done all that I could all my word of mouth I've, I've gone door to door marketing and it's very difficult some people even shut the door and they're not able to listen to me um so the question is then what other tools can we use to reach to those people uh-huh. so, so so right now because we are in the digital age mm-hmm. one of the best places to begin with is the digital platforms we have mm-hmm. they have never charged anyone to open an account for your business Uh, neither Twitter or or, or 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 any other platform that we know that we use almost on a daily basis. Yes. Yet the average uh, statistics tell us that Kenyans are spending more than two hours every day on social media tools. Yes. It also tells us this is from the Communication Authority of Kenya that there are over 50% of our population, over 20 million, uh, 23 million people. Yes. who have mobile phones who have access uh-huh. to mobile phones who mm-hmm. have access to data as well 
Mm-hmm. The data statistics might be slow, uh, much less than that because of the cost. Yes. So, um, if you would ask me, the easiest low-hanging fruit to begin with, because yes. we're in a digital world, yes. we interact in a digital world. And I'll give you an example. When you're watching uh, news, for instance, yes. you always have the TV in front of you. Yes. But right now, there's a habit of having the second screen. Uh-huh. You're always interacting and you're finding out, okay, on the Citizen TV Twitter page, I can see Jeff Koinange yeah. has uh, said uh, he's going to host a particular politician or expert uh, yes. like Tony uh, to yes. interview Tony tonight yes. at 9 p.m. Yes. So I'll probably even get that message from this gadget yes. before even I watch the TV station. Then when the TV comes and the interview comes, I'm able to give my voice and say, that expert said a very good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, me as Kevin, let me mention something. And I'll feel so powerful when Jeff Koinanke calls out Kevin's name and said, oh, from our Twitter page, Kevin mm-hmm. has asked you a question. So mm-hmm. I'm participating in that yes. interview, whereas yes. 10 or so years ago, it yes. was only those people in the studio who they've locked out the world so what we're saying is that the low-hanging fruit that we have right now is the digital platforms that's where we need to begin because majority of people now are consuming information on the digital platform so that that for me would be the best place to begin with and then from there now you can build up to recognizing segments in the market segments are those um, when you have a market of 20 million people, mm-hmm. uh, the insurance services that are available to 20 million people are mm-hmm. so many. There yes. are thousands of brokers. There yes. are hundreds of huge companies that are offering insurance. Mm-hmm. So I need to start narrowing my focus. Mm-hmm. I narrow my focus and say, uh, I will focus in this region. Mm-hmm. You can focus and segment geographically. Yes. Someone else will say, I'll actually focus on an industry. Yes. I'll say, I'll actually focus on schools. I'll offer insurance yes. to schools yes. and to tertiary education systems. That's mm-hmm. segmenting by purpose or by, um, by the industry. You can also segment by age and say, I'll only offer insurance to couple yes. with one child who was starting yes. off yes. and above 35 or 40 years, that's another insurance agency that will cover that. Or a lot of focus on a particular uh, segment of insurance. I'll probably focus on property insurance. And I run with that. So um, the more you narrow your focus and the more you specifically identify your segment, Mm -hmm. the less of a budget you require, the less of resources you require, to reach out to them. So you must first answer those questions. Uh-huh. Why am I doing what am I doing? Because yes. that answers who you're targeting and who you're serving. Then yes. where am I operating? Um, mm. And what tools do I have available for that? Wow, 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 wow. Today, uh, we and our audience are learning a lot of things. If you're out there running your business wondering how do i handle this new normal remember the market for market for your product whatever it is has not been distorted because of this new circumstance that we're finding us ourselves in but 
how do you innovate yourself how do you place yourself how you need to redefine mm. according to what kevin has told us you need to redefine who you are you are able to make a sales pitch mm. you know an elevator sales pitch where within a few floors if you're going from first floor to fifth floor mm. if you're telling somebody what you're doing then you're able to tell them clearly this is what I do. We are our own consultants. We are HR and risk advisory, and we enable companies to do ABCD. If you are out there doing schooling, you're teaching. You know, you have a private school, or you're out there. You are an engineering consultancy, or you're out there, Mamamboga. Whatever it is that you're doing, prepare your. First of all, define what you're doing, and then know who you want to sell your product to, and then finally, uh, be able to. To, to find a way to be able to appeal to them. Kevin, that is really powerful. Our time is really going and we want to wind up. Uh, the one last thing, uh, briefly, Kevin, that probably you could tell us, you know, I learned the other day, I was looking at something to do with, uh, you know, the topic that we're discussing today. And I, I, was, I saw something that uh, in the United States from 2010, corporates have shifted from advertising, you know, putting their, their money, their, their, their marketing, resources to you know advertising and they have shifted towards other activities uh, like social media video marketing podcasting event marketing and web and webcasting now uh, in all these these things i think they are called content marketing uh, could you probably give us briefly uh, uh, in this new normal that we are in how can um, uh, you know, an SME you know, innovate in terms of content marketing because they may not have the money to put a billboard out there on, on Mombasa Road. And as you've described, social media is a very powerful tool. So could you probably give us a few hints on how uh, small businesses can uh, utilize this, uh, these options like social marketing, video marketing, podcasting, web, webcasting like we are doing to, you know, to, to, to get themselves moving on? Yeah, <laughs> one of the things, that, of the I things that I know when it comes when it to, comes to the, the, the power of mouth, I'm yes. getting a quite echo, I'm not sure where it's coming from. Um, I th- yeah, I think I think we are well, okay. but you can continue. You can continue. Okay. Yeah, so I was mentioning that uh, it would be good to first of all, understand that most of these tools that we have uh, are actually available and that they are free. Um, they only start becoming a bit more expensive when you enjoy more and more features. For example, um, we always want to ask for business and we always want to uh, imagine that when you talk to a customer, you want them to be converted to start consuming your service. Yes. What we are doing right now, we are actually educating yes. and we are enlightening people. Uh, Tony, you're not paying uh, Kevin for this yes. and we're not getting paid for this and I'm sure you're not getting paid for this. Yes. Uh, one of the ways to begin with is to first of all convince your potential customers yes. about the value that you're going to add to them mm-hmm. or the value that you're adding to them. People will always listen and they'll always want to associate with those who know a bit more than them. In the mm-hmm. area of marketing, uh, our clients would not really need uh, my consultancy and my team's uh, effort if they knew what we are doing. 
Yes, that's true. So sometimes you need to enlighten them and tell them, by the way, uh, social media doesn't only mean me going and opening a Facebook page, calling it XYZ Limited, start posting whatever I'm posting about my business, and I leave it at that. Okay? So it's a process that needs people. Like for us who give digital media services uh, to clients, you will often get clients who say, these things are free, we can do it in-house, we can do it by ourselves. But you find that the core uh, functionality of, of Kevin is that we are using what we have studied as marketing yes. and yes. applying in different silos. So you can yes. apply it in the area of TV, radio, or digital marketing. Yes. So how I speak to my customers, there's a science to that, and that's what we call yes. marketing. Yes. Uh, the language we use, the artwork we use, the, the person who's monitoring and giving feedback, yes. there are about three or five more functions for that. Yes. Uh, so you find that uh, it would be good to 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 start educating um, yes. people who may think that they know yes. what you're providing. For instance, someone would say, I've not fallen sick, sick in the last six years. Yes. Why do I need insurance, medical insurance? Yes. Uh, God has taken care of me. Yes. You find people like that. So it is the, your responsibility as Tony to make sure, can I have yes. a web or mm-hmm. could I have a particular uh, short course to tell yes. people the reason why medical insurance is useful? Yes. Yeah, there are hidden things that maybe they don't know that you can enlighten them about. And that's uh-huh. where I say that it starts from there. Start by showing people that you're giving them value. Yes. Start by caring because we know that you're passionate about your offering. You can do it for free. Yes. Uh, yes. You can do it for free. So basically, mm-hmm. anything that you love and you have a passion for, you can mm-hmm. go without being paid for it. Like I love talking about marketing. I yes. also love uh, music. I have my guitar here next to me, and uh, I may not probably perform uh, right mm-hmm. now, uh, mm-hmm. but one day I pray that I'll be able to do a one-man guitar show. Whether you pay me or not, I will have done my work, and I'll mm-hmm. be happy with it. So start with in your area of passion. Grow that to see, show that you can offer value to others, mm-hmm. and thereafter, the magnets uh, you start being an attractive magnet. Wow, and yeah. wow. Yeah. wow, that's very powerful! Yeah, yeah, that's wow. really, really powerful. I'm um, loving this, Kevin. I'm loving this too. That, really? that the issues of content marketing first of all, make yourself attractive to others, know what you're doing, then look the options that are available there for our marketers. Thank you, Nina Mutegi. We can see that you're liking our conversation and we thank you for following us. And we are appreciating any, uh, all those who are listening to us, telling them, you know, if you're running your business, remember marketing is lifeblood. There is a difference between marketing and sales. Marketing is letting people know that you're here, you're an expert in this or that, whether it's, you know, schooling, whether it is uh, digital marketing like Kevin. We at Arom Consultants, our our main strength is HR consultancy. We also do risk advisory, including insurance. Out there, go out there, let people know that this is what you're doing. And from there, then you can be able to harvest what we now call sales. We really appreciate your time. Uh, I'm afraid our time is over, but we appreciate for 
all that logged in today. If you want to know more about our consultants, our 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 Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn pages are showing at the bottom of the screen. Also, if you want to know to know more about Tanuri Agency, you can get in touch with them through their website and uh, through Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and other social media. Kevin, we really appreciate your time. We, we've learned a lot. So we've enjoyed this session. Time has really gone very quickly, and we okay. hope. Sooner, uh, sooner or later, we will have you again on other matters involving marketing so that we can learn more. We can also teach our audience. We can also offer our audience value by you know, learning what they can do during this season. Because as much as uh, this is the new norm, yet if you, if you, they say the early bird catches the worm. If you strike out during this season of drought, God will be with you. You'll be able to harvest a hundredfold like Isaac in the Bible. So, Kevin, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate thank you. For you. Having me. Yes, yes, we really appreciate you, and we hope to have you here next time. Thank you so much, uh, Zippy and Tony. I've really enjoyed the session. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.